Hello, and welcome to our podcast, Where the Dark Corners Are. Hello, hello. I am Vina, and I am your Dark Travels hostess. Tonight, to help me close out Spain, we have a... Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for another episode of Serial Killers. Serial Killers. Serial Killers. Serial Killers. With Sierra. Yeah! Hello. Hello. How are you? Jamming out to my intro. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And he actually did a really good job with he it. Did. It's so catchy. Well, not only that, I actually think he had fun with it. Yes. Because it's just... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you get to do like a little game show, a little stabby stab. Right. You it's know. all a mixture that blends so well. You wouldn't think this combination would work. <laughs> Best combo ever. Right. <laughs> so tonight we're going to close out our paranormal trip to Spain. Correct. With a... With the werewolf of Alariz. Okay. Also known as the fat extractor. Oh, okay. <laughs> with, I was waiting to see your face when I said was that. was not expecting that. Okay. <laughs> Manuel Bianco Romastia was born on the 18th of November, 1809, in Rodrigo Escigas, one of five children born to Miguel Blanco and Maria Romanasta. Originally thought to be female, he was named Manuela and raised as a girl until the age of six when a doctor reassigned his sex. At the age of eight, the family legally changed his name. Did he, was he born with both parts? No. They didn't realize he didn't have a pee-pee? <laughs> no, they, he had one. And they thought he was a girl. I don't know. How it does was, that work? It was 1809. Okay. <laughs> well, and the fact is, so the doctor reassigned his sex, like birth certificate, whatever, at the age of six. Why the hell did it take you two years to legally change his name? Right. You still called him Manuela for two years. Were they in denial? I mean. I don't know. This is odd. It, this one's a doozy. Okay. Right from the get-go. You're like, I've been waiting for this one <laughs> all of my life. <laughs> because he could read and write, a skill that was very rare at the time, it is believed his family was relatively wealthy. But just very stupid, apparently. According to various accounts, he was of small stature, somewhere between four foot six and four foot eleven, blonde and tender looking. Tender looking. What the hell does that even mean? Like I feminine? Don't, I feminine, I guess. But I don't know why you'd call it tender. Well, I mean, I, I, I maybe mean, that's how the genteel prefers. Maybe to I'll, label things. 
I don't know. I've seen some women that are real tough looking. Well, Buffalo Joe. Buffalo Joe from the Virginia (laughs) episode. (laughs) As an adult, he worked as a dressmaker and was married. He was widowed, however, a year later, but was not suspected of having had a hand in her death. Now, I got to tell you, less than a year, within a year, that's suspect. Sus, bro. Following the death of his wife in 1833, Blanco became a traveling salesman, initially in Essegos, then eventually throughout Galicia and Portugal. Blanco was also known to act as a guide for travelers crossing the mountains into Castiel, Asturias, and Cantabria, which gave him further opportunities for trade. Trade. In quotation marks. I'm waiting. I mean, who knows? Drug smuggling, paraphernalia, oh, well, murder. I don't know about drugs in 1833, but well, well, maybe opium. Yeah, opium. Okay. Probably. In 1844, Blanco was charged with the murder of Vicente Fernandez. Fernandez was found dead after attempting to collect a debt of 600 real that Blanco owed a supplier in Ponferdera for the purchase of merchandise. When he failed to appear, he was judged guilty by default and sentenced in absentia to 10 years imprisonment. So that's Spanish justice? Well, that, that's what I'm saying. So you guys are going to charge him with this. But like, did you guys like not arrest him? Like, Did, did you, you not inform him? Hey, we're charging you. Like, hey, by the way, you got a hearing coming up. They might like, want to be there. <laughs> it was this guy. Here's his trial. Hopefully he shows up. You didn't even arrest him? Guilty by default? <laughs> I mean, we kind of do that a little bit with some things here in America. Well, yeah, but, but for not murder? for murder. That, that's not how that works. <laughs> Fleeing from the threat of, in- threat of imprisonment, Blanco lived in hiding for almost a year in an abandoned shelter in Merida. He appeared later with a false passport using the name Antonio Gomez, a native of Nogira, Portugal, and lived in the small village of Rebedor Chio for at least a year. Although he helped with the harvest, he also worked as a cook, a core maker, which I had to look that up. It's C-O-I-R. I guess that's coconut fiber. Okay. Yeah, I was like, I was doing research, and I'm like, what the hell? Thank God for Wikipedia. <laughs> and as a weaver making yarn on a spinning wheel, he became friendly with the woman of the village, which led men to consider him effeminate. Tender you mean looking. tender. Tender looking. <laughs> The, uh, maybe that's where the you ever. I, this is probably way before your time. Uh-huh. Tenderoni. Tenderoni. You never heard that song? No. It was like huge in the eighties. I was new born edition? in the nineties. Okay, new edition. No. Nope. She's my tenderoni. Okay. Well. <laughs> I don't know. Google I'll, it. I'll, Google have to, it. I'll have to go ask my mom's. They old. Yeah. Oh, whoa. <laughs> I don't. I'm not, I don't, I don't, hey, I'm backing out of this conversation right hey, now. Hey, Daisy's 10 years older than me, bio mom's 20. I understand that, yes, older. yes. <laughs> no, <laughs> not gonna, old, not old. They're going to kill me. <laughs> so, Vina, if I can't do any more podcast episodes, know, you know why. <laughs> Daisy's going to walk in tomorrow and go, um, Nemar, Nemar. Daisy's going to walk in tomorrow and be like, hey, do you want to do another murder podcast? I know, I know who the victim is. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we did it. <laughs> Over the following year, several women and children who had hired Blanco as a guide began to disappear. Their disappearances were not noticed immediately as Blanco delivered letters to their families, advising that they had arrived well at their destinations and were settling in. 
Unfucking believable. He plotted and planned. Correct. However, people became suspicious when they noticed that he was selling his victim's clothing locally. You think, dumbass? You thought through the letters, but you didn't? You, you never keep souvenirs and sell them. You, you definitely don't sell them locally. Back to the families or something where the sister or the mother can find it. Correct. Rumors began to spread that he was selling soap made from human fat. Oh, my God. Hence the fat extractor. In 1852, a complaint was fi- finally lodged to the city of Escalona, alleging that Blanco deceived women and children into traveling with him so that he could kill them and remove their fat, which he then sold. <laughs> Just straight human fat? Yeah. I mean, well, because like... Who you, buys that? Well, and you probably pass it off as animal fat. It's like a, it's used in a lot of things. The like tender, s- tender, the the yeah. tender version fat. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it was used to like to make like soaps and like it was probably oh, used in God. like like remedies that kind of stuff like animal fat. So you probably just pass it off as that remedies. Remedies. They don't have medicine back in like the. I 18? understand. <laughs> he was arrested in September of 1852 in Nambia and brought to trial in Alarez. In his defense, Blanco claimed that he was afflicted with lycanthropy. So he's claiming he's a werewolf? Correct. That's his motherfucking defense? That is his defense. I couldn't help myself, Your Honor. I'm a werewolf. All, rawr, I, could, rawr. all I could think about is Shakira's G-Wolf. Okay, I don't even know what that is. Ah, you, okay, so you know like the weird tenderoni, but you don't know Shakira? <laughs> Um, uh, I know. There's a she-wolf in the closet. Let it out so it can breathe. Ah-oo. It's a whole <laughs> song, and I love that song. Her inner spirit uh, animal obviously is a werewolf is in the closet. When, what if she based the song on this guy? Oh, well, why would it be a she-wolf? Well, I don't know. He was effeminate. He was tender. He was tender. Fair. When Blanco was brought to trial, Galencia was in the middle of one of the worst famines of several that have plagued the area throughout the 19th century. The famine led to mass migrations and a noticeable increase in fears and anxiety. Blanco became the subject of a historical judgment. Case number 1778, The Wolfman, volume 36 of the Courts of Alarez. The litigation based on a claim of lycanthropy has never been repeated in the history of Spanish law. Uh, who... So nobody else has used that defense. I understand that, but I mean, who the fuck thinks of it in the first place? Again, Your Honor, it was my inner wolf. It was a full moon every time I crossed the, the mountains with the women and the children. Blanco admitted to 13 murders, but in his defense, he said that he had been cursed and had committed them after transforming into a wolf. 13? Okay. The first time I transformed was in the mountains of Cuso. I came across two ferocious-looking wolves. I suddenly fell to the ground and began to feel convulsions. I rolled over three times, and a few seconds later, I was a wolf. I was out marauding with one of the others for two to five days, until I returned to my own body, the one you see before you today. Your Honor, the other two wolves came with me, who I thought were also wolves, changed into human form. They were from Valencia. One was called Antonio, and the other Don Guinero. They, too, were cursed. We attacked and ate a number of people because we were hungry. So he doesn't even have the fucking story right. No. So basically, a look made him a werewolf. 
Yep. He wasn't attacked. He wasn't bitten. Nope. Which just, is the formal. Correct. Uh, tra- the way that you, yes, the way that you contract lycanthropy is through a bite. Right. Typically. Just look. So looks not only can kill, but they can make you become a werewolf. Yep. And you just suddenly fall to the ground and convulse and become a wolf. Right. Dude, I wish. Wolves are my favorite. The prosecutor, Lunciano Bastila Hernandez, asked Blanco to demonstrate the transformation for the court, to which he replied that the curse only lasted for 13 years and that he was now cured as the time had expired the previous week. I can't, Your Honor. I ran out of werewolf. <laughs> I got magically conveniently cured a week ago. It expired. My wolf bane expired. My lycanthropy expired. Last week, Your Honor. You should have asked me last week. You should have asked me seven days ago. In October of 1852, Alvarez doctors presented the court with a report on Blanco. Based heavily on furanology, which I had to look up, a pseudoscience that measures bumps on the skull to predict mental traits. No. That's well, not even real. And how the hell did they manage to do that back in the 1800s? Like, what did you do? Just, like, push on yeah. the dude's head? Yeah, they just, they, like, massage the brain. In fact, they used to think the bigger the skull, the smarter the person. No. No. Just no. more wrinkles on your brain makes you smarter. Uh, the report accused him of inventing his, inventing his affliction. You don't say. What gave that away? I could never imagine. While noting that lycanthropy can be determined from a visceral examination and cranioscopia, the doctors found no causes or motives for his behavior. His inclination to vice is voluntary and not forced. The subject is not insane, dim-witted, or monomanical, nor were these conditions achieved while incarcerated. On the contrary, he instead turns out to be a pervert, an accomplished criminal capable of anything, cool and collected and without goodness, but acts with free will, freedom, and knowledge. He is a dumbass if he thinks people are going to buy this bullshit. Right? The court acquitted Blanco of four of the murders he had confessed to after forensic evidence indicated that these victims had died in real wolf attacks. Really? How ironic is that? Yes. What the hell? Wow. A little <laughs> twist of irony there. <laughs> shit. He was found guilty of the other nine, the remains of which exhibited signs of butchering. Well, we knew he was guilty. Well, yeah, but... I, I just think that's amazing that four of them were actual wolf attacks. Right. Crazy. On April 6, 1853, Blanco was sentenced to death by Giret with 1,000 real compensation to be paid for each victim. The court case had lasted seven months and the transcript covered more than 2,000 pages, which were bound in five volumes titled Lancreotropia. The case was set for ratification at the to the tutorial court in Al Karuna, which, after considering the case for seven months... Reduced the sentence to life imprisonment. So initially he was sentenced? To death by Giret, which is like the strangulation, basically. Okay, I did not know that. Mm -hmm. I actually don't know too much about Spain's... I mean, minus, obviously, the brutality of the Spanish Inquisition. I mean, that shit was bitch. Like, real fucking brutal. But... I am not too overly familiar with the laws and the justice system. I mean, Me either. He, he was vacated. He was determined guilty and he wasn't even there. To oh, right. Correct. So, in I that mean, first one. A little questionable there, Spain. A little questionable. And sentenced to death by curate, by strangulation. Well, hanging kind of the same thing. I mean, it is. But If like, it doesn't snap your neck, you will 
you will. Well, yeah, but Gear Ed is actually like it's basically like you know, um, like in like spy movies and that kind of shit. How they have like it's like the two pieces of wood with like a piano wire, and like they wrap it around their neck and just hold it and strangle them. Okay, that's what a Gear Ed is. Okay, well, so they sentenced him to death by that. That's a little brutal, and I'll say why. Because the person who's doing it has to be motherfucking strong. And it takes a long time to, to strangle, strangle somebody. someone. Yes, and people don't realize that. Yeah, right. So, side fact, okay? <laughs> Not only does it take a long time to strangle somebody, so mm-hmm. like that scene and The Godfather. Oh, yeah, where they take like, takes like, like 13 seconds. seconds. Yeah. yeah. The other thing is chloroforming somebody is not that fast. No, that takes a it's, long time too. Yes. They make it look like 10 seconds and those fuckers are out. No. no. That's it's, like a five-minute process. It's minutes upon minutes. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes the movies lie, guys. Just a little Sometimes. bit. Just a little bit. The prosecution appealed against the reduction, and a new hearing was set for March 1854, which upheld the original verdict from the court of Alvarez, death by Guret. So, he was originally sentenced to death, reduced to life imprisonment, and then resentenced to death. Right. Well. Which, whatever. It's Spain. Correct. A list of his named victims are as follows. Manuela Garcia, age 47, and her daughter Petra, age 15, killed in the Sierra de San Maldonín while traveling to Santerir. Benita Garcia Blanco, age 34, and her son Francisco, age 10, killed in Congaro de Boy while traveling to Ria Cantabrales. Antonia Land, 37 years old, and her daughter Peregina, killed while traveling to Cortez. Josefia Garcia and her son Jose Panzos, 21 years old, and Maria Dores, 12 years old. Now, minus the four that they confirmed mm-hmm. were actual wolf attack. Mm-hmm. Did they have, did they find the bodies? Yes. So, and they found evidence that they were but actually, okay. Mm-hmm. My next question is, it would be absolutely amazing if they had kept the evidence, even right. after all this time, because now they can test whether or not it is actual animal fat, the Correct. soap. The soap and stuff that he made, yeah. Right. Now they can. But, I mean, who knows how, I mean, the condition. Well, yeah, I mean, it would have to be preserved. Right. And, like, But that would well have been preserved. amazing if they preserved, like, the soaps he was selling. Even just, like, some of it. Right. Yeah. To determine whether or not mm-hmm. it was really them Correct. versus animal. Right. Mr. Phillips, a French hypnotist living in London, had been following the Werewolf of Alvarez case through the reporting in French newspapers. Phillips wrote to Jose de Castro, the Spanish Minister of Justice, stating that Blanco was suffering from a monomania, which is another thing I had to look up. A form of partial insanity can conceived as a single psychological obsession in an otherwise sound mind. So he was suffering from monomania known as lycanthropy and was not responsible for his actions. Well, I don't know about that. I but I do that. think that's actually something that Oh, people, it's, a, it's a thing. Right. A real thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But still. He claimed that he had successfully treated the condition through hypnosis and asked that he, the execution be delayed so that he could study the case. The Minister of Justice wrote to Queen Isabella II, who personally communed the death sentence to life imprisonment by royal order on May 13, 1854, and Blanco was transferred to a prison in Kelovania. Although there is no documentary evidence for the identity of Mr. Phillips, it is believed that he was the French physician Joseph-Pierre Durand de Grios, who had been exiled to Britain and who later returned to France using the pseudonym Dr. Phillips. That's not questionable. No, not at all. 
The Celovea prison and its records no longer exist, but it was widely believed that Blanco died within months of arriving. Locals say it was from an illness, but there is also rumor that he died after being shot by a guard who wanted to see him transform. Oh no, what a shame. I don't know what to say. <laughs> this is just nuts. You know, sometimes ju- prison deals out justice. Correct. And sometimes, sometimes it's a needed justice. However, a TVG documentary aired on May 30th, 2009, investigated the possibility that he had died elsewhere, suggesting that he had died in San Antonio Castle in A. Corona. In October 2011, a Zorandis Manuel Blanco Romanesta, an exhibition of Blanco's memorabilia, was held in Alvarez where Glycian researchers Felix and Castor Castro Finenci presented evidence that Blanco had died in the prison of Curita on December 14th, 1863. The evidence consisted of two newspaper articles, La Liberita, a liberal journal, journal of December 23, 1986, included a shortened sentence reporting that Blanco had died in La Esperanza newspaper dated on December 21, 1863, which reported on its front page. In Santo Prison, the unfortunately famous Manuel Blanco Romanasta, known in all Spain as the werewolf, as a consequence of his atrocities and misdeeds and who was sentenced to prison by the court in La Corona, died at that place on the 14th of this month, being the victim of stomach cancer. So a lot of mixed information there. Correct. They so don't like, know. So they don't know exactly where he died. Which is interesting. Or how he died. Where or how, it sounds Correct. like. And you would think that he would have had a bit of a following. You would think so. Considering he's the only Spaniard in history to claim that he killed under the influence of a werewolf, being a werewolf. Correct. Like, newspaper today, newspapers, paparazzi would be following him everywhere. Oh, absolutely. He's at what prison role? We'll, we'll go see if we could see him in the window. See if he transforms. Right, correct. Show me the lycanthropy. <laughs> but again, it expired, Your Honor, so. Right. Last week. That's how that works. <laughs> I think werewolves now should rest assured that the ability... The possibility of expiration is a thing. There's a cure, and it's just time. <laughs> right. <laughs> Although it would have been interesting to see if he had any more, not testing, but, you know, maybe testing. Yeah. Or, uh, observations by doctors. I wonder how much body hair he had. Did you happen to see any pictures of him? Did, did they not. have any pictures of him? I did not, but I can look. Right I would just now. be curious to see what he looked like. And again, the fact, the fact that his own family didn't recognize a penis when they saw it. <laughs> and he was one of five children, so the mom should have known what a penis looked like. Right? I'm just going to state facts. Oh, he didn't look like he had that much hair. Oh. I mean, he, he had like a beard, but. He actually looks kind of like someone who would blend in. Oh, absolutely. We'll post a picture. Yeah. When this episode gets released. Oh, man. There he is in his wolf form. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nobody's buying that. <laughs> Manuela. Oh, I love that. Okay. Yep. All right. Well. <laughs> That's what we have from Spain. Correct. The werewolf of... Alariz. Alariz. All right. The fat extractor. <laughs> At least that's more believable than werewolf. Right. True. True. 
All right. On to business. Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. Where the Dark Corners Are has a Facebook page. So if you'd like to see some creepy things, share some creepy things, go ahead and send us a request on over to that Facebook page to join. And we don't post a whole lot. We I, don't. We don't spam Maybe. You. Right. Yeah. You participate or you don't participate. You like, you don't like. Correct. We maybe post one between you and me. Yeah. One a day. On occasion. Maybe that, yeah. Yeah. And then we do polls occasionally, you know. Right. We got to do that. And the other thing I think we're going to do is I think we're going to do a contest. Ooh. Coming up. That'd be fun. It would be. We'll see. I'll think about it. I'm down for it. Right. <laughs> Even if I can't enter. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, if you have another werewolf story or unsolved mystery or serial killer that you would like Sierra to cover, send us a request at where the dark corners are at gmail.com. Final thoughts? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) You can't see it, but I can see on her face that she'd been plotting that the whole time. So we started the outro. There you go. All right, so until next time, please remember, only the few can find the beauty in the darkness, which is where we hope to meet you, where the dark corners are. (laughs) 